Once again, I just want to take a moment to say welcome, happy Sabbath. We are glad that you are here to worship with us. Um, before we get started, I just want to take a moment to, as always, uh, whenever I take a moment to uh, share with you guys, I always take off my shoes because there's a moment when Jesus meets God in the burning bush. And God says, take off your shoes for where you are standing is holy ground. And I believe that when we worship together, that we are standing on holy ground. As you guys are aware, we are in the Christmas season. Yesterday being Christmas, the 25th of December. And I don't know about you guys, but it felt a little bit different this year. There was almost like a somberness that was across the board. But I just want to take a moment to say that I was grateful for the time that we had, for the people that we got to spend it with, and that we were able to celebrate not only being with family or maybe friends, but also that we were able to be with Christ and all the different gifts in which he has blessed us with in this 2020 season. Today, we're going to be talking about gifts. Uh, if you didn't catch our sermon title, our sermon title today is The Gift of Giving. And so we are going to be looking at that from a story you wouldn't normally consider to be a Christmas story. We're going to be looking at Job and his friends. And we're going to be looking at that story in order to really understand um, this idea of gifts. So let's go ahead and let's get started with prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to say thank you. Thank you that it's Sabbath. Thank you that it's the Christmas season. And thank you that we're at the end of the new, of this year. And Lord, I just ask that you would please uh, fill your Holy Spirit within me, that these be your words, not mine. In your holy name, amen. Thomas Jefferson and his companions were going horseback across the country. And at one point, they reached a river that had been swollen by the storm that had passed the night before. It was higher than normal, and as they looked towards each other, they started to get a little bit worried about crossing this river. They knew that if they were not careful as they were crossing the river on horseback, that there is possible death in this. As a stranger was walking by, he stopped to watch as one by one, horses and their riders went across. And after a few people had gone across the river, the stranger asked President Thomas Jefferson if he could carry him across the river, if he would be willing. President Jefferson said, yes, of course, and he hopped on his horse, and the two of them went across the river and made it across safely. When everyone had made it across, several people were curious, and they stopped to ask the stranger, we're curious, why did you ask the president to have over the river? 
And with a shocked face, the man responded that he had no idea that this man and who had carried him safely across the river was the president, Thomas Jefferson. He said, all I knew is when I looked at all your faces that you had written no on your face, but he had written yes across his face. And that's why I asked him, because he had yes written across his face. As I mentioned earlier, we are going to be going over the story of Job. And for those of you who may or may not know the story, um, to give you a quick overview, Job, as we are told in the Bible, was upright and blameless in the sight of God. Upright and blameless. Job had a wife and ten children, and we are told, according to the scriptures, that one day the angels came to present themselves before God. And one of those people was Satan. I asked him where he had been coming from, and he said, from roaming the earth. And God looked at him and asked, what about my servant, Job? After what we're told was a bunch of excuses from Satan on why Job was faithful to God, God gave Satan permission to touch Job's things as long as he wouldn't touch his person. We know that from then on, there's another conversation later about between Satan and God, and Job ends up being afflicted with his um, with a skin disease. It's a strange turn of events. It's one of the strangest in my mind stories in the Bible. But we're not going to be talking about Job's circumstances. Today we're going to be talking about Job's friends. And I know a lot of times that when we talk about Job's friends, we talk about how uh, all the wrong that they did. Today we're going to be talking about all the right that Job's friends did. And Job's friends' names, and please forgive me if I totally pronounce these wrong. These are very different names than they are today. Um, but we have Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Nahamphite. And so Job's three friends hear about what has happened to Job. If you read in Job, you'll find out that all ten of his children died, all of his children, and we find that basically everything that Job owned, all his servants, um, everyone in his household besides him and his wife, perish. They're gone. Nothing. And so Job's three friends hear about Job's circumstance, and they agree to meet together and go out to see Job and sympathize and comfort with him. And we're going to be reading today from Job 2. We're going to be reading verses 12 and 13. So once again, we are reading in Job chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. When they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep aloud and tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. And no one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. 
And the story goes on, we come to find out later, is that Job's friends are bashed for their advice that they give to Job. Um, but like I said, today we are not talking about that. We are going to be talking about the good things that Job's friends gave Job, the gifts that they give him. As I mentioned before, our title today is The Gift of Giving. Since it is the season, we will be talking about gifts. So in order to, in order to understand the gifts that Job's friends gave him, we kind of have to read uh, chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, a little bit backwards. So we're going to be starting with Job chapter 2, 13, but only the first sentence, so A. So Job 2, verse 13, A. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. Seven days and seven nights. The first gift that we are going to be talking about today is the gift of being there, or to put it more simply, the gift of time. I know we've talked about in the past about the five love languages, but I just want to bring it up again for a moment. Um, if you know anything about the five love languages, these are uh, five ways in which people feel loved or they give love. There is physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, and quality time. And when we look at the world at large, we see that the most common love language by far picked by both men and women is quality time. In fact, quality time is so common as a love language that it is twice as common as the next contender, which is words of affirmation. So quality time is twice as picked by both men and women then the next one, words of affirmation. So quality time is kind of a big deal in which the ways in which we feel love and we give love back. Not only that, but a pre-COVID study from Canada discovered that emotional load sharing with loved ones is a way that we can reduce stress of every day. Emotional load sharing with loved ones. And I want to take a moment here. Being in the holiday season, I recognize that it isn't all happiness and love and joy that is going around. But during the holiday season, there's also can be a lot of pain. And I just want to take a moment to say that I see you and I hear you. I know people struggle. And I know, especially in 2020, that may be a little bit higher than normal. But I just want to put it out there. If you are feeling like the weight is a lot to bear this season, and you are open to talking to someone, I invite you to please reach out to either myself, Pastor Fred, or Pastor Sergio. Just give us a text, a call, and we would love to connect with you. I believe that it is important for us to be there for one another this holiday season, that we can hold each other up when sometimes it feels like it's too much. So we are here for you, and we would love to connect with you. So please, please, please take a moment to reach out to us. Whether you're feeling like it's too much or you just want to say hi, either one is great with me. 
When we look at Job and his friends, we see that there's a lot of time spent. In fact, the text tells us that they spent seven days and seven nights before they even said anything. Before they even said a word, they had already spent a week. And I love this. I love that Job's friends, when they get to see Job, they don't start out by admonishing him and giving him advice. But they stop and they spend quality time with Job, and they really just be in that moment. They give him the gift of time. I just want to imagine, like, imagine with me a community that just is with each other, that's so involved in the present that they can't help but be there for each other. A community that stays and sits and just listens and waits. Honestly, that kind of love and that kind of community sounds amazing to me. And I really hope that we can show that to one another, that we can be that kind of community that loves each other so much that we are willing to give each other the gift of time. It's not just a, hey, how are you? Good to see you. Bye. But it's a, how are you really doing? No, seriously. How are you? I want to be a church that sits in people's pain and just waits with them. And I hope that that is your hope as well. That that's something that we as a church can do as holiday season, but also outside of the holiday season. I want to give the gift of time. Job 2, verse 12. Let's go ahead and get back to the text. Job chapter 2, verse 12. It says, And when they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep out loud, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Out of all the people in the world, the one person that knows me best is my mom. My mom knows me so well that even slight differences she can detect. I remember this one time um, I walked across the room and she was like, Larissa, you've lost weight, haven't you? I can tell. And I was like, Mama, no. Like, I'm the same size. I've always been like, there's no way. And she's like, no, I see it. You want to make a bet? Like, I bet you've lost weight. And I'm like, okay, whatever. My mom knows me so well. She was right. I, like, I didn't notice it in myself. But my mom saw it and was able to point it out. Now, that's just one example. My mom has an uncanny... Um, sense of uh, observation. And so she can notice a lot more than just that about me. Um, but that's one example of how well my mom knows me. Job's friends also knew him so well, but the text tells us that when they gave up their time to come to him, when they got there, they barely recognized him. They barely recognized him. It says that once they get to him, they tore their robes and they sprinkled their dust on their heads. And to give you a fun fact, according to um, ancient tradition, in order to properly express grief or sorrow, um, that's what people did. They tore their robes and they sprinkled dust on their heads. 
And so by Job's friends doing this single act, what they were doing is they were giving him solidarity in his situation. They were saying, we see you, we love you, and we're here for you. Which brings me to the second gift. So the first gift was the gift of time, but the second gift is the gift of being present, or what we're going to call this, the gift of attention. The gift of being present, also known as the gift of attention. And like I said earlier, they sat with him. And I don't know about you, but that's hard to believe. Sitting there for seven days and seven nights, not saying a single word to anyone, but especially Job. That's crazy to me. I can't imagine that. To feel the sorrows, to feel what he was going through, and to just be. In a world of multitasking, I think sometimes it's hard for us to give fully the gift of attention. I don't know about you guys, but I this where I have gotten in my car and I've driven to a spot which I drive a lot, either it's either coming home from work or going to and I get there and I'm like, wait, where did the just the last miles go? How did I get here? I was multitasking. I was thinking, but I was also driving. And not one I was full attention to. According to several studies, our brain can actually not multitask, but it is just very quick at flipping between items. So our brain actually cannot multitask. And I don't know about you, but I try. I try really hard. I, I like to uh, think that I can listen to a conversation while also reading. I can't. I end up missing one or the other. Um, or when I'm like talking on the phone and I'm cleaning, I have also missed things in our conversation at the same time. And when we tend to multitask, we find that life ends up passing us by if we're not careful. And so being present is one of the biggest gifts that you and I can give to other people, is being present, giving the gift of attention for one moment where I'm saying, I am focusing completely and 100% on you. Now, I realize that's not something that we can do all the time, but it is a nice gift to be able to give to one another. To be able to just put our devices away and hone in on another human being and just give them the gift of attention. And yet, Job's friends give him not one gift, not only the gift of time, not only the gift of attention, a third gift. They give him the gift of not just one hour, not just one day, not just a few days, but Job's friends give him the start of an entire week. Even before speaking, remember? Imagine that memory that Job would have had from this experience. So our third gift that Job's friends give him is the gift of of availability, or as we're going to call it, the gift of memory, the gift of a memory. When I was 11 months old, my parents 
from Wyoming up to where they now live in Deer Park, Washington. And they visited the church park, the Adventist church there, for the very first time. And uh, my mom tells the story how they were kind of nervous. They took me to the little itty-bitty room that they did, and there was another visitor there that, that was a boy. And at the end of the class, he came over to look at me, me being 11 months old. And my, uh, my parents and the people around were like, ah, as he leaned into my cheek. What looked to be a kiss turned out to be a strong bite as the boy bit me. Horrified, the regular members of the church thought for sure my parents would not be coming back with me as this boy had bitten my cheek. My mom describes it as uh, there was, like, you know, when you've been bit so hard, you can see the teeth marks. You could see the teeth marks on my cheek. And that memory was only the start because my parents did not leave. They did not go to a different church, but instead stayed in what has come to be more than 20 plus years of memories with these people. I don't know if you've ever grown up with a group of people like grown up, grown up with them, like you've seen them from when you were itty bitty all the way up until you were older. Um, the people that I had met there and their children, I grew up with them through adventures, through pathfinders, youth groups, Sabbath school, the whole nine yards. If we went camping in the summer, they were there too. And these people we created memories with, not just memory of a one time, but memories of a lifetime. And I know that even now, if I was to call any one of them, even though we don't speak as much, that they would answer the phone. And I know that I can count on these people. If you know uh, anything about me, one of the things that I love is I love quotes. And on my Facebook cover photo, I have this quote that I absolutely love. It says, Family over friends, because real friends are family. Real friends are family. And so Job's friends, even though God ends up calling them sinful, gave Job many, many different gifts. The gift of time, the gift of attention, and the gift of memories. They heard about his situation they came together. They sat with him for seven days and seven nights without speaking. And they grieved with Job. Another quote for you. A real friend is one who walks in when the rest of the world walks out. At this point in time, Job's whole community was telling him that he needed to talk to God and ask for forgiveness for his sins, because obviously somewhere along the line, he had sinned. Even though Job's friends end up telling him this too, what I think is important is that Job's friends showed up when no one else would. His friends came and showed up. So even though we are leaving the Christmas season, even though Christmas is and we're more coming towards the new year, 
I want you guys to remember that there are many different gifts that we can bring into the new year. I hope that you will wear the face, that President Thomas Jefferson face, that yes face, whenever someone says, hey, can we talk? Hey, I'm struggling. Can we go for a walk? Hey, how are you? I hope that you wear that yes face and that you give gifts that can't be bought or sold. So let's make a commitment in this upcoming 2021 season. We're not out of 2020 yet. Enter into 2021. I hope that you can give the gift of being there, that you can give the gift of being present, being available. So the gift of time, the gift of attention, and the gift of memories. I pray that in this season that you will be willing and able to extend that to every single person around you, not just your friends, but everyone. God bless you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to say thank you for reminding us that even when times are hard, that we can be there for each other. Thank you that you, God Almighty, are always there for us, that you love us no matter what. And I pray that we would continue to extend that love to others around us. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. We are now going to have a song by Ashley, and I hope you guys enjoy.
May God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and go in peace. For those joining us online, happy Sabbath. Thank you for joining, and we hope to see you soon. Happy Sabbath.